Have you ever been caught for speeding or some other violation? I know I have. There's been times when I have been going over the speed limit and I've been pulled over by a police officer. But I've also had the experience where the police officer who's enforcing the rules that I have actually broken has said to me, you know what, I'm going to reduce your fine or I'm just going to give you a warning. When that happens to you immediately, it's kind of like, oh, phew, I don't have to pay that fine or, oh, thank goodness that didn't go something different. Whenever we're let off the hook for something, most of the time we're incredibly grateful. We don't deserve to be let off the hook, but yet sometimes it does happen. Well, this little event that can happen in our lives is a great illustration about how God relates to humanity. Over in the book of Matthew, in chapter 18, Jesus tells his disciples about this story, this situation about a king and his servants. And it really reflects what heaven is like. And all of us want mercy in heaven. We want to be able to go to heaven someday when we die and receive the mercy that we think we should be given. So let's read this parable that Jesus tells his disciples and then unpack what that actually means for us. So as Jesus is talking to his disciples, he says, therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle those accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had, and payment was to be made. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, he seized him and he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay, repay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until all the debt should be paid. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have done the same, had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, the master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debts. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Jesus tells this parable as he's teaching his disciples about the kingdom of heaven about what heaven is really like. 
And there's a number of things that we see in this parable that are really relevant and important to us today. And the first one is, is that heaven means we have a responsibility. Notice as Jesus begins telling this parable to his disciples, he says, therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. In this parable, we are introduced to a king and the king has servants that are his. Their relationship is very clear. All the servants have accounts with the king. These accounts display that the servants are accountable and responsible to the king. And we are told, we are not told why the accounts are in place. We are just told that every servant has an account that needs to be settled. Meaning that all servants had something that was owed to their master, the king. And we are told about this one servant who owes the king 10,000 talents. Now, we don't really talk about money in terms of talents or denarii. It's definitely far removed from our culture. But one talent in the times that Jesus was telling this story is worth 20 years of a wage. Meaning that this, de this debt of 10,000 talents is the equivalent of 200 thousand, hear that, 200,000 years of wages for one person. And as the parable says, he could not pay. And rightfully said of us in our day, if, if we owed someone 200,000 years of what I could possibly make in one year, we would not be able to pay. And this is what it tells us. If you believe there is a place called heaven, a place where you get to go after you die, then by default, you also recognize that this heaven has a king or a boss or a master or a lord, whatever title you want to put on that being. That if we want to go to this place called heaven after we die, then it means we have a responsibility to this king of heaven. You can't say, I want to be in heaven and have no responsibility to the Lord of heaven. That would be like saying, hey, I want to drive a car, but I don't have any responsibility to have a driver's license or to insurance companies or to the Highway Traffic Act. It would be like saying, hey, I want to have a house, but I don't want to pay rent. I don't want to pay utilities. I just want to live in this house. You see, heaven means we have a responsibility. If you want to be in heaven, then you have a responsibility to the Lord of heaven. The Lord of heaven will hold you accountable to what you owe him. The servants in the parable recognized that he couldn't pay. The king actually knew that the servants couldn't pay. And this is what heaven is like. You can't believe in a heaven 
if you're not willing to pay the king of heaven. Now, what's important to realize uh, about this parable is that all the servants under the master owed him a account. They had to give an account to him. They owed him something. This parable of the kingdom of heaven can be compared to every person who's in the position of a servant who can't pay. You can't pay what is owed to the king of heaven. You can't pay what is owed and you can't escape the responsibility of paying. You and I are accountable and responsible to the Lord of heaven. This actually is a very serious, no joking, no making light of this situation. So what are we going to do? Jesus is telling this parable in the context of heaven. If you believe in heaven and you want to go to a place called heaven, that means that you actually have a responsibility to this king of heaven. So what are we going to do? Well, like any normal person, this servant in realizing their predicament asks for mercy. I would too, you would too. And here is where we actually see hope because the king of heaven offers forgiveness. In verse 26, it says, So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, saying, Have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, The master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. Well, this is incredibly good news. Can you imagine the conversation he has with his wife that day? Honey, we were about to go into prison. The kids and all of us, we were about to go into prison for our whole lives. But the master, this king, he forgave us. This debt. Every person in the world would want this. And his wife would be just like, oh, this is so exciting. You mean we don't owe all this money anymore? And he'd be like, yeah. This is great. You see, we all want that kind of mercy. Compassion, pity, grace, empathy. You see, this parable tells us that that's actually what the Lord of heaven is like. He's kind. He's compassionate. He's merciful. That this king of heaven is good. He's not like uh, the lender at the bank, or he's not like individuals that we owe a debt to, that we can't pay the debt, calling it all in, and maybe putting us into this place of hardship. The king of heaven is willing to forgive the debt we owe. Now, anyone who would have this happen to them would be filled with joy, with peace, with happiness, with relief. Be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening to me. It's like I've won the lottery. Then we see that this mercy and this forgiveness that this servant has received really hasn't changed 
the servant. You see, heaven means we have a responsibility to this king of heaven, but this king of heaven offers us forgiveness. But what we see here is that the forgiveness from the king of heaven creates some new responsibilities. As we continue reading down through this parable, we see that this servant goes out in verse 28. And he finds a fellow servant who owed him a hundred denarius. And he seized him and he begins to choke him saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him. And he says, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refuses and went and put him in prison until he should pay the whole debt. And when his servants saw, his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. And the master then becomes angry. He summons him. He says that he's a wicked servant. And he says, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I've had mercy on you? You see, believing in heaven means that we believe that we have this responsibility to heaven and to the king of heaven. But what's so great about the king of heaven is that he offers forgiveness to the debt that we owe him. But in receiving that forgiveness we then create these new responsibilities. You see, God's forgiveness creates new responsibilities, and that is to forgive others from our heart. To really understand and know forgiveness, when you have no possibility to repay a debt, when it's your responsibility to pay, and really not have that forgiveness radically transform your life what it really says it says that you're entitled that you're really not thankful for this gift that you have been given of forgiveness and Jesus is telling this parable to his disciples he's actually confirming to them that from heaven's perspective what it really means to be a part of heaven is that you need to also forgive others. This actually is serious because it's actually quite hard to forgive other people when they hurt us or create a situation where they owe us. You see, if we want to go and be in this place called heaven that exists after we die, then it's important to know what the responsibilities of heaven are. Heaven means we have a responsibility to the king of heaven. But the king of heaven offers us this forgiveness. May we not feel entitled to this forgiveness or think that it is owed to us in any way because we have been so good. We're not like those other servants but that we would recognize that there's this new responsibility that comes when we have actually been forgiven by the King of Heaven. And He will settle accounts 
with his servants in his kingdom. He will settle accounts with humanity, with you. So how have you settled that account? Have you gone to him and pleaded with God for mercy? Have you said to him, I believe that you are real. I believe that heaven is this place of your throne and it is where all spiritual beings dwell. I'm responsible to you as a being that you have created. Are you pleading with Jesus for mercy? If that's you, if you are wanting this mercy that Jesus so readily offers, then I can tell you for sure that heaven will offer you forgiveness. But I also know, just as this parable tells us, that that forgiveness creates this new responsibility to show that you have been changed, to actually offer that forgiveness to others. And this is incredibly hard. This is hard to actually forgive others because it is so personal. It is so painful when someone wrongs us. I want to encourage you today that with the power of God's forgiveness active in your life, you can give forgiveness to others. Jesus tells his disciples, he tells us today this parable so that we could actually understand heaven. That we would understand what's at stake with heaven, what we would understand this king who rules heaven. And that we would fall on his mercy and his grace and his compassion. and live a transformed life because he has actually forgiven us of this great debt that we owe him that we could never settle in any way. It's easy to seek the forgiveness of God. Just be like this servant who pleaded with him. But know that if you have that forgiveness, that God requires then something from you to forgive others. But now this isn't your own struggle to do because when we fully understand forgiveness, we really want to share that forgiveness with others. And that is a transformed heart where everyone receives and gets this mercy that comes from God, the King of Heaven. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your mercy, for your kindness, for your forgiveness to those who come and plead their case before you. Lord, I pray today as we've talked about what heaven is, what the reality of heaven looks like, that we would desire mercy from you. And Lord, that we 
would receive and be transformed by that mercy and forgiveness. And in so being transformed, then give and share that forgiveness with others. God, I know in and of ourselves, this seems impossible to share forgiveness with others. But Lord, I know that that is the power of heaven. I know the power that you give us to live your compassion, your empathy out in this world. So God, would you help us forgive others today? And would you help us come to you to ask forgiveness for all the things we've ever done against you? And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus.